Hello and welcome to The Joe Mobley Show. I'm your host, Joe Mobley, and you're listening to the only place in cyberspace where we talk about being conservative. We hit on current events, the politically correct cancel culture, and problems with civil discourse. But most importantly, we discuss what you can do to come out of the conservative closet. The Joe Mobley Show is a new and exciting podcast that airs weekly on Monday mornings. We have a range of controversial topics on deck. Even so, it's important that we hear from you what matters most. Be sure to send questions, comments, and things you'd like to hear discussed to ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. That's ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. To make sure you stay informed on the latest content, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I'm your host, Joe Mobley. Thanks for tuning in. If it's your first time tuning in, this is our weekly encouragement to come out of the conservative closet. That's right. This show is for uncloseted conservatives only. So if you're awake to the fact that it's time to stop playing nice and start playing for keeps, this is your show. On today's show, we're diving into the sad symbols that our society is indeed crumbling. Is there anything we can do? Hopefully, yes. Uh, we'll be talking about that. Uh, the social credit score has come. It's here to stay in the United States. The S&P uh, 500 announced the ESG scores, uh, not just for companies and corporations like they had been, but actually for individual states. Of course, that's the environmental social governance score, uh, which is just how woke can you get? That's what that score is. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about the real big lie, and it doesn't really have anything to do uh, with January 6th or the 2020 election. All that and more, and it all starts right now. Thanks again for tuning in. So as usual, we've got a friend of the show, a longtime friend. You know him, you love him. We've got Charlie Street on. Uh, Charlie, how are you doing, my man? Doing good. Another another big week with lots to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's it's so, so interesting. You know, I hate to start with Twitter, but guys, we're going to start with Twitter. So uh, let's get the screen up. If you're if you're watching this anywhere that you're able to watch it, um, I know there are a lot of audio listeners out there on podcast and on radio. But if you are watching this, you can watch it on YouTube unless they've pulled it down. You can watch it on Getter, on Twitter, on Rumble, on Locals. So many places you can watch these videos. Uh, then you can see what we're talking about here. Uh, but I read this tweet, and it really just kind of stuck out in my mind. Um, it's a part of a group that I'm in. Uh, VB tweeted this out. Thanks, V, for tweeting this out. Uh, actually, it's really funny that VB tweeted it out because I'm just recognized. I'm just realizing right now live that the V mask is in the picture of this tweet. Uh, but it says, we now live in a nation where doctors destroy health. Lawyers destroy justice, universities destroy knowledge, governments destroy freedom, and the press destroys information, and our banks destroy our economy. Guys, usually Twitter is, isn't the best place to go and get stuff that's edifying or deep and meaningful, but this little graphic, it's, it's just the, the V-mass with the guy with the hoodie and just those words it's probably one of the more impactful things that I've seen this week. And a lot of nonsense has gone on this week. Uh, but if this hasn't been the story of 
you know, it's been the story of the last 60 years, but really the last 24 months, the, the, the COVID of it all, um, where it starts with doctors destroying health. Um, you know, we've got an attorney general, Merrick Garland, who he's in the news right now. Uh, the FBI is in the news. The Department of Justice is in the news because really they're de the Department of Injustice, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Universities, more people are getting degrees. No one is smarter. Uh, and I know I did the thing, Charlie, you did the thing. We went to college. We got we got the papers. We did. Uh, but I mean, come on. Is this not our society like right now? Well, yeah, and let, let's keep in mind, um, we're getting more degrees, but we're getting more worthless degrees, and those worthless degrees <laughs> cost a lot more money. Yeah, that's true. You know, I went to Liberty. I went to Liberty for undergrad, and I went there because I had just become a Christian. I had just gotten saved. Uh, I was a little bit afraid of what was going to happen going to state school. You know, I, I had money to, to play music and other places. But I went to learn, you know, I was a baby Christian. I went to learn doctrine and theology. And there's no place like it. Liberty, Liberty University doesn't have anything to do with the show. Uh, but I always say it's like Disney World for Christians. It really is. No place like it. Loved being in the Lynchburg Liberty bubble. Um, but had I gone anywhere else. I mean, I went to GW for grad school and it is intensely woke. GW is in the news this very week because they're thinking about getting rid of the name George Washington, which is freaking nuts. You know, also looking at this list, I listen to a lot of radio. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I forget who it was. I'd credit you if I could. Um, but the media plays an important role in what's going on. And here, just like it says on the tweet, on the image, the press destroys information. The media, the reason, and yes, we enjoy, Charlie and I enjoy, you listening, we all enjoy freedom of speech. We enjoy being able to express ourselves how we want to, whether it's music, whether it's signs, whether it's snarky t-shirts, whatever. Um, but a huge protection of the First Amendment is for the media because they are supposed to be on the government's heels, on all of the institutions of power, on Disney and Netflix and whatever other uh, woke cores are out there. The media is supposed to be holding their butts to the flame. And increasingly, the media is like a really lame puppet show. I mean, do you remember back to the first White House briefings uh, with, uh, with Sleepy Joe? where they were asking him things like his favorite ice cream, or, you know, where are you going to walk the dog this weekend? And it's a bunch of nonsense. Banks destroying the economy, which is absolutely happening. If you tried to fill up your car with gas in the last six or eight weeks, you've noticed that big time. Uh, the Fed finally did the thing. They finally did the thing that we knew that they were going to do. And if you have a variable interest rate, if you were that sucker, I'm sorry. Uh, there, there's only one, I guess it's possible there are two directions, but there's only one direction that that rate is going to go. And unfortunately for you, it's going to go freaking sky high. Oh, trying to, having some issues with the comments. If you are writing comments, thanks so much. Having some technical difficulties with those right now, uh, but I will shout you out if I can. 
Oh, it's Getter. Getter's the culprit. All right, that's fine. Uh, so let's move on to the next thing. Charlie, unless you wanted to talk about this some more. Well, no, I was going to, I was thinking of the comment when when you were talking about the media, all of this wokeism that has kind of invaded everything, this is really possible because of the media and because of the news media uh, and the entertainment media, they have come together to push one message. It used to be that the news media, you go back to the 80s, you go back to the 90s, and even the early 2000s, they were still journalists to some extent, and they would call things out. Somewhere during, you know, somewhere during the Obama administration, and then it shifted into high gear when Trump came into office, the media, all the outlets of the media became really propaganda arms of, of wokeism. They don't care what the truth is anymore. Um, the, the folks that used to be there that were real journalists, they have gotten booted out and the new indoctrinated students out of college have come in. And, you know, it's also because, um, they can't pay as much, I think is, is part of it. So they hire these younger people that are woke and it's about saving the world. Now it's not reporting the truth. So if you have fantasy views of how the world works, the media will back you up and push that. So they're, they don't no longer care about the truth and they're the chief enablers. Oh yeah. And that's super evident. Part of, you know, we're going to talk about the ESG scores, but a huge part of it is the nonsense of it all. It's the things like bathroom. It's the things like equity and social justice and universities, uh, things like equal outcome. I don't know how much bullcrap you can believe about universities because they're, they're, there's just so much. There's so much bullcrap to pick out. Uh, equality of outcome. They're thinking about getting rid of grades. Uh, most of the schools, and I'm not talking about podunk university that no one's ever heard of. I'm talking about Ivy League schools. Many of these schools are thinking about getting rid of exams. They're serious conversation about getting rid of of, uh, oh, geez, what's the test? Uh, you you take a test, not an MCAT, uh, SATs. They're thinking SAT, about- SATs, whatever, yeah. But here's the question. Is this going to lead to better outcome? They don't say better. They say equitable outcomes. But is that equity of outcome better or worse? Because everything that we've seen, everything that I've seen, suggests that the outcome for the individuals and then on mass for the collective, if you will, is bad. Well, more and more, it seems like what we're seeing is a move to indoctrinate kids as the first uh, priority of the school system. Education is second. Um, but I don't know how you even compete with the rest of the world when you're going to degrade mathematics and you're going to degrade other things. You know, China China is still tough on academics. India is tough. Um, this seems to be consistent with the idea that the woke left would like to collapse the United States. And the, and the idea is you collapse this country and then from the rubble, you can take it and you can rebuild it. So many times you see this kind of consistent tactics um, trying to uh, degrade the way uh, we live and our capabilities. Oh man, talking about degrading capabilities, that just reminds me of the freaking military. And uh, honestly, I don't even know 
Uh, I don't know if we'll have time to squeeze that in at the near the end. Uh, but if there's time to talk about what's going on in Ukraine, then we're definitely gonna uh, squeeze that in. But people, please, please don't be the person, uh, whoever you are, wherever you're sitting and driving, whatever you're doing, please don't have a Ukrainian flag like bumper sticker or laptop sticker or hat or any of that nonsense. Like we get it. We get you support the current thing. No one is wokier than thou. It used to be holier than thou. And now it's like, you know, who's the bigger victim? Who's more woke? Who's drink a soy vegan, you know, ingredients that no one's ever heard of. <sighs> Goodness gracious. All right. Well, we are going to get into the next story right after this quick break. Share. Oh, I need to share the screen here. There we go. All right. So if you are still only using mainstream social media apps, I'm talking about Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, all of those apps that are controlled by the same you know, social media elites, if you will, then you've got to use alternative platforms. And there are a lot of things to truth from. There's Truth Social, there's Getter, Gab, Telegram, the list goes on and on and on. Guys, I'm telling you, if you haven't heard about this one, you need to get on it. It's locals.com. You know that I love locals.com. It's the internet done right. It's Dave Rubin and his team down in Miami, Florida, the free state, more and more looking like the free country of Florida. If you don't know about locals, what's gone on here is just like the feeds that you know and love from other social media apps, but they're broken out into communities. So you can come to my community. It's the show.locals.com or you can download the mobile app. It's available on Android and iOS or other platforms. If you've got one of those special secret scroll phones, uh, you can download the app and or you can go to thejoemobileshow.locals.com and get into my community. Guys, this is where I do my best engagement. This is where I uh, post gym selfies of myself, apparently. I guess that was today. Um, but this is where I do private chats. This is where I really engage. I've, I've got tens of thousands of followers on other platforms. And, and while I love all of you guys, uh, it's not super feasible for me to really engage and speak with you all. But the locals crowd is where you hear from me all of the time. If I'm doing Zoom meetups... Uh, or any type of face-to-face -face things where it's not you listening and watching me, it's uh, us speaking together. That's going to be exclusively on Locals. You can hit the Switch Community button and choose a long list of communities to join. Dave Rubin's got a community on here, of course, uh, but you've got greats like Dr. Drew, Prager, you, you've got Dinesh D'Souza on here, uh, Uncover DC, and a whole lot of other uh, really cool communities that you can join. These are the communities that I'm in. Uh, yes, I am also ultra MAGA. I am part of the MAGA supporters uh, community on Locals. So again, ditch your lame social media apps. Go to Locals.com today or download the app. It's available on Android and on iOS platforms. And now back to me. 
Thanks for tuning in to The Joe Mobley Show. You're on with Joe, that's me, uh, and Charlie Street, and we are talking about, uh uh-oh, what are we talking about, Charlie? We're talking about uh, woke S&P findings of the week. So if you haven't heard, um, there's been rumblings for about three to six weeks in the news, uh, but the S&P finally... uh, drop the hammer that they are going to be doing ESG scores, which it's it's basically just uh, a super woke type of thing. It, it, it's social justice imposed on states through their finances. And it literally is, they say it's a report card, but it literally is a social credit score. It's a credit score for the state that will dictate uh, resources and things that are available to the state uh, based on their environmental, their social, and their governance factors and how those things come together. Um, Yeah, that social score, you know, what what they do is there's a score of uh, zero through 100. And I think if you're over 70, you're in good territory. If you're down around 50 or something, you're in trouble. So um, money will not come your way. These big, uh, you know, BlackRock and State Street, these various groups, uh, you're not going to get money from hedge funds. You're not going to get recommended for investments. So they have real ways to use this and hurt you. I mean, it's very, it's it's not far from what China does to control people and to control companies. So the big question is, we don't know what state you're in. You're thinking this isn't going to impact my state. Think about everything that's gone on. Think about everything that's gone on since Donald Trump came down that escalator uh, and announced that he was running for president. And it's been a freaking clown show ever since from the media, from big tech, from China, from Russia. It's just been a clown. I just really feel like I will walk outside. It'll be red dawn, except for instead of Koreans or Russians, it'll be clowns falling out of the sky. Do you think that this is going to be enforced equally. Do you think somehow, some way in your state, in your city, in your town, that this is going to be imposed on you in a way that makes sense? Or do you think maybe, just maybe, they already have the social scores figured out? They already know. BlackRock already knows where they're going to send funds. Uh, you know, Bezos, the the political elite and the, the global elite already know who is going to make the mark and who's not. This is just one large step into institutionalizing uh, the oligarchy. Is, is This is how it reads to me, unless I'm crazy, and I don't think I'm crazy. The, the, the red states will certainly be punished. And, you know, what, what did we see with uh, Twitter before Elon Musk took over? The system was rigged, and we didn't know until the current leadership was pushed out. So that's Likely what's going to happen, red states are going to have the system rigged against them. Um, if you don't do exactly as uh, the woke culture says, then you're going to be in trouble with your ESG score. Yeah, this is this is totally stupid. So I want to pull on the thread. I'm going to pull on the thread about how, for all of the equity talk, about how non Non-equitable is not even a word. Uh, I want to pull on a thread about how nonsensical this is. Think about how even-tempered these things have been. The, the political elite 
are cramming down on regular people like us about our carbon emissions and and they want a new a green tax on this one and a green tax on that one especially AOC with her two homes and she's probably uh, she probably has Teslas but these are the same people that jet set all around the world on private jets going from A to B to C all the way to Z on their private jets with all kinds of emissions that are cramming down on us. These are the same people that have done the January 6th devil standard where you had some people that did some bad stuff and broke windows and stole laptops and that that stuff's bad. By and large, you had a group of people who were sightseeing around the Capitol uh, and the only real violence that took place uh, was shooting Ashley Babbitt and and a couple of other small instances of violence. But it certainly was an insurrection at the same time, not physically at the same time, but in the same season of life, you have BLM and Antifa groups burning down cities, occupying land in the United States, which is literally somewhere between trees and an act of war to just go into a sovereign territory and take over land and claim it for yourself. You can sort it out, not a lawyer, don't play one on TV. Uh, but it's another it's another place where there's a double standard. I don't understand why people think that this is going to be different, especially when I talk to a bunch of my you know, I'll call a spade a spade. I'm a Republican. When I talk to my conservative friends, a lot of them don't think it's a big deal, just like they didn't think two weeks to flatten the curve was a big deal or mask or social distancing or, oh, hey, you know, they they rounded up all of these protesters because they were there at the Capitol and they're just in jail for a few days and a year goes by, no charges, uh, no, you know, habeas corpus, no rights to the body. These people are just in a black hole. I don't see how they don't see that this is going to be the same. It's a steady march towards the left. We've gained no ground at all. Well, and this is what you see happen too from, I think, decade to decade. It it, grow, it just gets worse. Um Every now and then we have bright spots, we win elections, we get good people in and things get rolled back, but uh, it tends to be temporary and they continue to move forward. A lot of the things we're talking about now are things that were in the book 1984, things that people said, there's no way that this could really happen in America. And I remember we used to joke that this stuff could happen 10 years ago and now it's here. It's unbelievable Um, And they are modeling a lot of this uh, with what is happening in in China. You know, look at the freedoms they've lost. The people in Shanghai, I think the people in Beijing are being locked down. Um, It's the oligarchs. Yeah, and it's not for the good. It's not for the good of the environment or social or governance. It's about the power of the oligarchs. I want to take a detour and just show you, show you how this all moves, okay? So so here it is, dollar bill. This is a dollar bill, old George Washington, the old racist bastard. There he is. Uh, of course, I don't think, I literally have George Washington on the painting behind me. This is pretty much worthless. Uh, and you know, you, you probably know where I'm going with this. If, 
if I'm going to be that guy saying that this green, you know, the green bag, the dollar bill is worthless. This is pretty much worthless because of a bait and switch that the government did where they said that it was no big deal uh, to go off of the gold standard. And now we have the the cheap, you know, coins that are made out of anything but uh, but precious metals. There's copper, there's zinc, there's probably just aluminum bullcrap and all of these that was a move to get us to where we are now. That was a move in a lot of ways leading to ridiculousness like these social credit scores for states. That was a move to make it so that the budget was all but real to Congress. If you go and watch the debt clock, if you have any way of conceptualizing funds and you go and you look at that debt clock and you realize that a million is a thousand thousands, a billion is a thousand millions, a trillion is a thousand billions and on and on it goes. Then you realize that we're screwed. And I don't want to make this a super ideological thing, but I'm going to make it a super ideological thing uh, just for a minute here because There is a reason that we were on precious metals. There's a reason that things have gotten so confused. The, the waters have been so muddied, and now we don't know which way is up. We've got Supreme Court justices that can't define what a girl is. We've got a society that's, that says that there are 200, no, 300, no, an unlimited amount of genders. And it starts with these social constructs. They start tearing they start tearing at the threads. But I am going to make it ideological here. Proverbs 11.1. 1. The Lord detests dishonest scales, but accurate weights find favor with him. It also says in other translations, a lot of people read the ESV, they say it's a very literal translation, and everyone likes to harp on the fact that uh, the Bible says that for one man to lie down with another is an abomination. The word uses abomination in many other places. Proverbs 11.1, 1, again, a different translation. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord. This is coming from a time where uh, merchants, uh, where buyers and sellers would carry, you know, because they, they traded in precious metals and they would carry scales. This is what it's talking about, a false balance. It doesn't weigh the correct Thing. Proverbs 20, 10, unequal weights and unequal measures are both alike an abomination to the Lord. Deuteronomy 25, 13, you shall not have in your bag two kinds of weights, a large and a small, the genuine article and a fraudulent article, something fake, something that is worth something like an actual dollar back when dollars used to look like this this is a silver dollar oh oh but you know what this silver dollar at one point it, it was a dollar worth of silver now it's about 25 26 bucks worth of silver but this is that steady march towards leftism like it always is you shall not have in your house two kinds of measures, a large and a small. A full and fair weight you shall have. That is not what we have. And we've gotten so far off, 
off of the righteous path that we don't know what genders are, that we're trying to teach children about sex, that adult licensed teachers are upset and tweeting and TikToking about them not being able to talk about their sexual endeavors with their partners or spouse or whomever, with the kids, with their kindergartners, their first, second, third grade kids. Now, call me crazy, but it, it starts with things like money. It starts with things like instituting the Department of Education. There's been a direct correlation between education outcomes falling off a freaking cliff and the establishment of the Department of Education. All of these things come together, folks. Like, that, are, are we crazy? Charlie, are we crazy? Yeah, well, let's keep in mind one thing that happens, you're talking about the dollar. One thing that happens here is... This enables them to simply print up money for anything. So it's like the, the $40 oh, billion yeah. in aid that goes over to Ukraine or whatever it is. So they print up the money, and these folks pretend to be on the side of the little guy, right? Except guess what happens when you print up money like that? You you deflate the value of, of uh, people's savings. So it, it it's kind of a hidden tax on middle class and poor people, those are the people that are getting screwed, not the rich people. They're, it actually protects the rich people because the rich people have assets that continue to go up. So as you said, this is it's a deceptive practice. It hurts the little guy. And then they come back and they lie and they say, you know, you know, environment, social governance, you know, they're the ones that are doing the wrong governance and the wrong social things for our society, but they pretend to be doing exactly the opposite. I couldn't have said it better myself. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the real big lie. Uh, and, you know, we might talk about some stuff that's going to ruin your sleep. This one. Perfect. All right, so if you are out of the conservative closet, you know what I mean. You share your thoughts, your opinions, your beliefs with anyone, any time of day, no matter the situation or the circumstances. Your colleagues know that you voted for Donald Trump. Your neighbors know that you voted for Donald Trump or DeSantis or Youngkin or Christy Nome. They know you're out of the closet. You got the MAGA hat, you wear it out. Then my shop is for you. It's uncloseted conservatives only. You get 10% off using code freedom at thejoemobleyshow.com. You can get the shirt that I'm wearing now, the one-star Joe Biden would not recommend review shirt. Guys, I know what you're thinking. Don't give them one star. I tried to give them no stars. It's confusing. It looks like it could be five stars. So I had to give them one. You can go to the shop, thejoemobleyshow.com, or you can go uh, past the splash page right into the shop by putting thejoemobleyshow.com slash shop. If you want to get the absolute best gear here, go to the categories tab, click on uncloseted conservative, and then you can get your one star. Do not recommend Kamala Harris or Joe Biden. Perfect for a matching set. They come in multiple colors. We've got the best Let's Go Brandon shirt on the market. I promise. There it is. You can see it right there on the website. We've got uncloseted conservative gear that reads uncloseted conservative and all of your Trump and MAGA 
favorites. Guys, we live in a time where just wearing or posting or carrying or sporting an American flag is racist, is inflammatory. Uh, so show your support for the United States, which was not founded in 1619, but was in fact founded in 1776. You can get the 1776 Star Ring t-shirt. You can also uh, show your support of Donald J. Trump, the 45th president, uh, with the 45 Star Ring shirts. We've also got tumblers. We've got insulated wine tumblers and much, much more. So again, that's thejoemobleyshow.com, thejoemobleyshow.com. Thanks for joining us on The Joe Mobley Show. I'm on with my friend, Charlie Street. And guys, we're moving into the last segment of the day. Whew, what is the last segment of the day? Good golly, Miss Molly. So we talked a little bit about double standards and... Um, Again, if you're listening to this in the car or on the radio or on the podcast, uh, it is worth it to go if I'm still up on YouTube or really to go on Getter, Rumble, um, Truth when they get spun up and, and look at these images. Um, but do you, do you just see the irony in this? From left to right, it's uh, people saying their elections were stolen. We got Al Gore, you know, Bush v. Gore. We got the 2016, you know, electioness here, uh, Hillary Clinton, raging that her election was stolen. We've got the most famous loser of an election I've ever heard of, which is actually not Donald Trump. The most famous loser has to be uh, Stacey Ate Too Many Cupcakes Abrams, who insists that she is the de facto governor, um, even though she lost that race. Uh, she's gone on a book tour. She's gone She's become so famous for losing a race, it's unbelievable. Uh, but somehow, some way, Donald Trump's election, which was very likely involved with fraud, okay, not saying that there was enough to alter or change the outcome of the election. Could there have been? I don't know. Uh, if you've seen 2,000 Mules, it is, it is very intriguing. <laughs> How come, if a Republican says that their election was stolen or suggests that their election was stolen, they are an insurrectionist, they are a threat to our democracy, they need to be kicked out of the public square, tarred and feathered, they need to be taken off of Twitter, they need to be banned into the digital gulag, but every Democrat in recent memory, probably for my entire life, I'm just in my mid-30s here, has claimed when they've lost elections that they were stolen. Why? Why is it okay for them and not for us? It's almost like the rules are different. It's almost like the rules are different. If you have the red flag, you're a Nazi. If you've got the blue flag, you can do no wrong. You can call for violence. Who was it just the other day who was saying it is a call to arms? That's not figured. A call to arms. These are arms. A call to arms is, is firearms. It's literal. That's what's in the Constitution, the right to bear arms. You can't make a call to arms and say that it was just peaceful. Well, and let's keep in mind that the media has investigated 
all these various elections you're talking about, the media has investigated very intensely to try to find where the Democrats actually won these elections that they actually lost, and they could not find it. When, when Donald Trump won, they spent three, four years investigating him. They said it was Russian collusion. He didn't really win. It, it turned out they couldn't find anything, okay? And so all we wanted to do in the last election, there were so many indicators of fraud, but within a week, within two weeks, they said, no, 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 you can't even, you can't even say there could have been fraud. You can't ask for audits. You know, you can't do any of this, which was ridiculous, you know, and it, Folks on the right, they didn't say, hey, let's overturn the election. They said, all we want is audits of what has happened. You know, if you're in the federal government, if you work for a big company, what happens? Audits are a healthy part of looking at what the procedures have been and making sure everything has been up front. Okay, that's all we wanted were audits because of so many uh, potential indicators. I'll just point out that Peter Navarro is a guy that put together a 100-page report across six areas that really showed where there probably was fraud. And all we're asking is, take a look at it and and uh, let's just have an honest assessment. And see, that's the thing. That's enough. They're, they're already, YouTube is already pulling this down, more than likely, because, you know, YouTube's filled with hacks. Uh, I've, I've still got the chat here, so who knows? All we're saying is something probably went awry here. This is worth looking at. Why are people dropping off ballots at 1, 2, 3, 4 a.m.? Why are the same people going to ballot drop boxes, not the post office ones, but just the specific pop-up drop boxes all day and all night long? The same people going to 20 and 30 drop boxes over 2, 3, 4, as many as 10 counties. I don't know. There, there, there are so many issues, you know, I mean, we don't want to get into all of this, but earlier today, I was just thinking about this and I thought, you know, what happened with other uh, candidates that have run, presidents that have run for a second term and lost, if you go look back and look at their numbers. So George Bush Sr. had one term, he lost the second time he ran, he had a, a huge drop in, in, uh, in votes. Jimmy Carter was another one-termer. And his second chance, he had a huge drop in votes. Donald Trump's popularity surged from 2016 to 2020. He had 12 million more votes in the next election. No one has gotten that kind of increase in modern history and then lost. Nope. There, there's a whole range of things that simply don't make sense. And all we want is folks to investigate it. We also had a candidate who didn't campaign and and ran a a, a basement pseudo campaign and got more uh, votes than the most popular and and uh, you know first black president and more votes than the incumbent who increased in votes like you just said. It's absolutely ridiculous. So we got seven and a half minutes. We're gonna shift gears here. Uh, quickly because this is, you know, disturbing. A lot of you know, my, my background is military law enforcement, uh, homeland security type. And, you know, the real thing that should keep people up are NBC attacks, nuclear biological chemical attacks. Um, everyone 
thinks nuke, 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 nuke. Um, I got news for you. Terrorists are not hedging all of their bets in, in, in the nuclear thing. Maybe Iran is, maybe North Korea is, uh, but terror groups, okay? Terror groups have successfully launched these types of attacks before. Not that long ago, while we were all alive, March 20th, 1995, uh, you know, they they say uh, cult, I say terror group, but the cult, uh, Am Shinriko, they launched a, a sarin attack. And, you know, sarin's pretty bad. Fortunately, it's not as deadly as some things. They they released a bunch of the sarin gas in the, to- in the Tokyo subway and they killed 12 people they injured 5,000 people. It's, if you if you Google DuckDuckGo, whatever, pictures of the attack, it, it'll twist your stomach. It, it was a really devastating scene. <clears throat> but what's more devastating, when you think about the situation at the border, and you've got to realize that it's not just drug cartels and human trafficking organizations coming across the border, you've got to realize that terrorists play the long game. Okay, 9-11, the planning for that started in the 80s, complete with rehearsals to include the 93 World Trade Center uh, bombing, the assassination of Rabbi Hakini. Like these, this is a long arc to get to 9-11. Okay, think about this. Um, You know, there's been a little bit of false reporting on this. These guys were charged recently in the the last couple of days. But in 2018, three men were arrested with enough fentanyl to kill every person in Georgia. Think about that. And you might be thinking like busloads of the stuff. No, no, not busloads. A pinprick. A tiny pinprick of fentanyl can kill you where you stand, man, woman, or child, 200, 300 pounds. Maybe you're a Stacey Abrams size person. A tiny pinprick of fentanyl can kill you. First responders walk by this stuff and drop dead trying to, trying to make arrests and drug dens, trying to give CPR, trying to give mouth-to-mouth to addicts. You will drop dead. But just hold, if you hold out your hand, the amount of fentanyl you could fit in your hands and bags could kill 500, 600, up to a million people. The amount that you could hold in your arms or in a backpack, several million people. The amount that you could fit into your trunk can kill, can demolish a city worth of people. But Joe Biden doesn't think this is a problem. And no one at DHS, DOJ, Merrick Garland thinks that I'm a problem, saying that I disagree with the school board, hypersexualizing children, thinks that Charlie's a problem for not, you know, going with every woke edict that they want to come up with when they're playing make-believe about COVID or make-believe about gender. No, 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 we're the problem. But the fentanyl and the thousands of people coming across the border every day are apparently not the problem. Yeah, and, and let's just point out, too. So Donald Trump wanted to spend $5 billion to do something about the border and get this under control. So that was $5 billion. Congress came back. The woke libs said, that's way too much money. We can't spend $5 billion uh, to protect our own border. Meanwhile, we they've just approved $40 billion to protect the Ukrainian border. So they they seem to be able to get the money when they need it. 
Well, it's it's where are your priorities? You know, they, they don't have priority. They don't have money to keep us safe. They don't have money. There's a baby formula crisis. They're talking about taking money from the veterans, of which I'm on. They're talking about taking VA funds where there are homeless vets. There are vets that are um, dealing with mental health crisis. There, there are vets dealing with all kinds of illness, ailments, PTSD, homelessness. The list goes on and on and on. They don't have money for us. They don't have money for the vets. They don't have money for securing our borders. But at the drop of the hat, and like they like to operate in the middle of the night, just like the 2020 election, all of a sudden they come up with $40 billion to send overseas and fund well, foreign wars. Well, and then let, let's just point out one, one additional thing, and this is not the worst thing about Ukraine, but Ukraine has has for a long time been one of the most corrupt countries on the globe. So when that money goes to the Ukraine, what happens to that money? A lot of that money comes back and ends up in the hands, very likely, of American politicians. So there's kickbacks. Yeah, I, I'd say they save 10% for the big guy, but he probably doesn't remember to ask. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, he's got enough of his 10%. He's going to do very well. It's uh, many of the other people in D.C. that are um, hooked up to this cash machine now. If you really want to lose, if, if the fact that the next 9-11 type terrorists are already here, and, and that's a fact of reality. If you actually talk to people in DHS or the agency or anyone that knows what they're talking about, myself included, those people, those plans, those resources and materials are already here. You know, the goose is cooked. We just have to wait and see what it is that they're planning. If that doesn't cause you to lose sleep or the $40 billion doesn't cause you to lose sleep, whatever the heck is going on over in Russia and Ukraine with the intelligence sharing that's coming out that we've been doing, and I'm not talking about Five Eyes sharing, I'm talking about the United States providing intelligence on troop movements and locations of field-graded general officers of the Russian army, and somehow the Ukrainians are able to off these guys, which sounds a little infeasible. It sounds like something that we would do and just say, hey, we're going to off these generals. You should say that you did it. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah. Who knows what's really happening, uh, as they say, the first casualty in the cause of war is truth. So, you know, and so so you, you mentioned you mentioned chemical attacks, biological attacks. As long as you're talking about that, let's also remember that China and the Wuhan lab has been doing their experiments. Who knows? I, I don't I, I don't know all of where what they've done with viruses and how how they've been distributed, but but a power like that with labs where they're working on viruses and you also consider that as the U.S. gets more uh, embroiled in this Ukraine situation and China decides to go and they're doing military exercises around Taiwan and they, they will probably take Taiwan, what's their next plan regarding us and regarding biological attacks? We, we, have, to, we have to keep that in mind. Oh, yeah. You know, things are so bad that a few days go by and you actually forget 
that China's never been held accountable for obviously releasing a, a hugely a, a, a nationwide, a worldwide pandemic they unleashed, which is just like you said, it was a biological attack. It was huge. It's really mind blowing. And and at the very least, you know, uh, a lot of the debts that are owed to China should be wiped off the books. I mean, the 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 things that they have done, it's it's un unreal. Well, here's hope for you, Charlie, because in 2024, well, actually in 2025, when Donald Trump is resworn in, just don't have a crystal ball, just a hunch. That's definitely going to be on the table because this this nonsense, I mean, it's almost like we can start where we began. This nonsense of the doc, the scientists destroying science with their woke agendas, the doctors destroying medicine, and Dr. Emanuel with, uh, with uh, American Frontline Doctors said there's never been a time where doctors aren't looking for, um, for treatment looking for ways to minimize the effects of illness. They are only seeking a vaccine. All of this nonsense has got to be undone. And, and people, wherever you are, whoever you are listening, you've got to do something. You cannot go along to get along because we have been fighting a losing battle. We haven't even been fighting a losing battle. We've been playing checkers while the rest of the world primarily progressive radical liberals have been playing 3D chess and we're finally awake because of China. we owe it all to China and their biological attack. We really do. The school stuff, the stuff about the money, all of this stuff, I hate to say it, but this great awakening was made in China like everything else. Yeah, so, so we're not just losing to China but China is embedded in our educational institutions, in our companies, in our uh, federal government. And so they are whispering in the ear of the people that are making the chess moves or the checkers moves, right? So that they have figured out a way to rig that system. And it, you know, it, it's just going to end in catastrophe unless we, we get Trump back in there and we have some common sense on trade policies. We hold China accountable for the evil they have done. Um, you know, we get our economy back. We stop the pilfering of our uh, industry secrets, which go over to China. And then China, without R&D, they make all the great products that we invented and they sell them. So this has got to stop if we want to get back on track. Absolutely. Well, Charlie, thanks so much for joining us. Listeners, thanks so much for listening. Uh, don't forget to follow me because I can get taken down off of any platform. You got to go to the source. The source is the website. It's thejoemobleyshow.com. Uh, I am at thejoemobley on whatever social media platform you can think of. Uh, Mobley is M-O-B-L-E-Y. Uh, guys, lots of typos out there on the internet uh, at the Joe Mobley, M-O-B-L-E-Y. Uh, thanks for joining. I wish I could tell you what we're going to talk about next week, and I've got ideas. But this this news cycle is so insane that many times you got to decide the day of. So I hope you tune in however you're consuming this content. That's all I got. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. 
You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.